Hello again out there in Bird Lane. It's Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Your weekend edition uh, for the birds. Uh, President's weekend in good old uh, Green Mountain State. A little warmer weather came our way towards the end of the week. With a little bit of rain. Um, and um, yeah, so here we are. Uh, and you had an encounter uh, this week with, it's one of my favorite birds. I think it's one of the it's most elegant birds going. And that is the cedar waxwing. Yeah, cedar waxwing and a, and a special guest I'll, I'll talk about as well. But uh, also, a uh, it's a good time because, or good timing, because it's great backyard bird count weekend. That started on Friday, uh, goes throughout the weekend. And anyone out there listening today, um, you can participate. Um, you know, if you're if you use eBird, you're already participating basically. Um, if you haven't used eBird yet, go to the Cornell Lab of Ornithology website, um, Google eBird, um, and you can find instructions about how to participate in the Great Backyard Bird Count. It happens everywhere and anywhere. You can do it in your yard. You can go out birding in the day in Addison County. Whatever you want to do, um, but they're encouraging people to get out there and submit eBird checklists this weekend. Well, if I was doing it right now as we speak, I've got uh, at least three chickadees, a couple of juncos, um, and too many squirrels right now. They're doing their acrobatic. Um, they're upside okay. down on the feeders right now. Time to start a checklist, answer. They probably don't want squirrel counts, though, or chipmunks or anything like that. Yeah, Stick to birds. Put it in the comments section, though. Yeah. So, Cornell, so you can go to the uh, Cornell site and work your way through that, or eBird, and uh, you can figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, and actually, if you go to just the eBird website, uh, there's instructions there about how to participate in the Great Backyard Bird Camp. Yeah. It's easy, it's fun, gets people out birding, and it contributes lots of data. Yeah, I can imagine there'd be lots of good data that would be entered into the into the system. Um, oh, and there's a uh, tree sparrow now, too. I just counted a tree oh, sparrow. Cool. Yep. So. Uh, and speaking of data and checklists, <laughs> when I uh, I was dri- so I was driving through town earlier this week, Mont- downtown Montpelier, and I've been hearing reports of cedar waxwings, and and I had um, uh, had seen some earlier in the season, and sure enough, I got to uh, the Kellogg Hubbard Library and the Unitarian Church in that area where there's a lot of ornamental crab apples, and they were huge blocks of cedar waxwings and I uh, you know hopped out of the car and got my binoculars and started an eBird checklist and uh, was looking at the flocks and feeling daunted about counting them because there were so many uh, I was also looking for bohemian waxwing which has been very scarce in Vermont this winter but uh, can show up with flocks of cedar waxwings and I also noticed someone else was doing the same thing uh, they were sitting on some steps their binoculars but their dog and, and then I realized it was Brian Pfeiffer who uh, your former co-host on For the Birds so it was fun to bump into Brian and spend some quality time looking at the wax wings mm-hmm. and of course when you're when you're checking the wax wings and you're looking for the bohemian wax wing you have to look at a special spot to make sure that there's there's there might be one in there so you really have to zero and you have to count every every last one right yeah it's fun you know there, we estimated, and this is a very rough estimate, 450 cedar waxwings in this flock. And they were on both sides of the street, flying, some in the treetops of the maples, some flying down to the crab apples. And in that flock, there was one bohemian waxwing, so a needle in a haystack there. Um, 
And what, when you see a Bohemian Waxwing, um, it definitely looks very different from a cedar waxwing. It, it's first off, it's larger than a cedar waxwing. It's more grayish on the belly, uh, whereas a cedar waxwing is yellow or lemony color. Both have the, the yellow at the end of the tail, the yellow band at the end of the tail. Um, but a Bohemian waxwing also has this rusty um, patch that undertail coverts. That, um, so on the vent or undertail coverts, um, uh, it's rust color where on a waxwing it's you know yellowish so that's really kind of the clincher if you see that rusty uh, undertail covered on that bohemian waxwing mm, good stuff that is a lot of cedar waxwings more than 400 of them that's, yeah. so they, they must have uh, yeah. they must have cleared out the fruit in good shape huh yeah and there were also about a hundred robins a lot of memory we were talking about robins last week and uh, yeah there were probably a hundred robins also feeding on the crab apples, uh, European starlings. Mm. So it was a very busy place. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Waxwings uh, for the birds, your weekend edition of, oh, there goes a blue jay, a couple blue jays. I'm adding up my backyard bird count here. Um, awesome. It's the uh, backyard bird count weekend in Vermont and across, I guess, the world, right? Everywhere, right? United States? Absolutely. Yeah, from Madagascar to Minnesota. Montpelier to Manchester. It's yeah. all over the all over the state, all over the country, in the world. Yeah. Just go to uh, eBird or Cornell, and you can follow your way through and uh, count through the weekend. So, kind of good stuff. So, we've been talking about uh, cedar waxwings. Um, cedar waxwings will nest in Vermont in the summertime, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cedar waxwings are a nesting species all over the state. Um, you know, in forested habitats and forested edges, so common in the Montpelier area, uh, you know, at the North Branch Nature Center in the breeding season and all over, all over the state. Bohemian waxwings, however, are a different story. They are a boreal uh, species nesting up in, in northern Canada, um, Alaska. I don't know if they get into the northern Rockies. I'm not sure, but they're more, and you know, in the east anyway. They're they're up in Quebec and Labrador, um, northern Ontario, um, and they come down to Vermont only in the winter. Um, and this winter has not been a very big year for the Bohemian waxwing. I mentioned that we saw one, a grand total of one in a flock of 450 cedar waxwings. Yeah, just uh, both uh, just really elegant birds. Um, any other waxwings around the world, or, or are these these the two? Are there, are there other are other family members? There, there's a Japanese waxwing, I believe. Looks a lot like the um, our two waxwings, and I think that might be it. So, uh, yeah, all are all are kind of the brownish color overall, with the beautiful crest and black mask. I think they all share that feature. Uh, I'm not sure what else. There is on the Japanese waxwing, um, but I think that's it. The mm. Bohemian is really uh, one, one of my favorites and beautiful. The the wing markings on the Bohemian waxwing are so intricate. Both cedar and Bohemian have these little waxy tips, uh, more prevalent on the adult males, less so on um, young females and everything in between. Um, and but they also have this slash of yellow and these fine white markings on the wing. Very elegant, elegant bird, and, and so is the cedar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they almost like at times they almost look like a, a royal family. Um, 
but also yeah. they, but some, and sometimes they look like they're like angry too. They're very like stern looking at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, inebriated from time to time, drinking, eating fermented berries. Ah, yes. The fermented fruit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. So yeah. Ever, ever banded one at the uh, North Branch Nature Center at all? Cedar waxwings, yes, we have. Uh, never a bohemian. Um, and the cedars, uh, I mentioned the waxy wingtips. They're very strange. They're, they're just these little waxy projections on some of the wing feathers on the secondaries. Those are the innermost flight feathers. So when you band a cedar waxwing, you take all these measurements. You measure the, the width of the yellow on the tail, the amount of black on the chin. You count the waxy tips. And all of those measurements and observations uh, you put into a little grid uh, or consult a table to see whether it's a young male or an adult female. So all those combinations of features um, can help you age and sex the cedar waxwing. But such a treat to hold one in the hand and see it up close. And um, sometimes uh, they'll actually call uh, while you're holding them and then a treat to release it and see it fly away. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're we play this song, but it's so high pitched. I don't know if it would come through on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, Brian. But, yeah. Uh, Brian yeah, Pfeiffer, when we were on the sidewalk, Brian's like, "Are the cedar waxwings calling right now?" I'm like, "Yeah, they are." It's like, "Well, I can't hear them at all." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of folks cannot hear the cedar waxwing. Yeah, too high pitched. All right. Well, everyone enjoyed their uh, February weekend. Uh, count those backyard birds, and we will be back um, next week. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstead. Or the words. <laughs>